<laughs> There's a high pressure front coming in from the Imperium that's forcing change on all the matters. However, the Hurricane Crimson Fists is diverting out to sea and will not be approaching land anytime soon. and welcome to episode 22 of StatCheck. We have a full house with us today for Garden Path Meta, because much like a garden path, it's going nowhere. Um... <laughs> or it's paved with the dead bodies of guardsmen, I don't know. So going nowhere, we're sticking with that. That's okay. why I picked, that's what Garden Path means in this situation. Sure. Thank you everybody sure. for joining us. I am uh, Ennis, I'm hosting ostensibly. Uh, I have to get back from my week of sleeping it off, uh, and I am joined by Anthony, Nathan, and extra special recurring recurring co-host who seems to be showing up a little more often now <laughs> these days because he can't resist the limelight. We have Jeremy in the house with us today. <laughs> People demanded more of me, so I got to show up. Exactly. We've been demanding more of you. We just don't want to demand more of you in the sense that you do enough. <laughs> so, Fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's really more what it is. We don't want to add more to your responsibility yeah. plate. Yeah, when like, we demand more of you, it's a, it comes a little more like we need you to do more work rather than when the fans demand more of you. Just We want to see more of you. Uh, yeah. There's a different thing. So we'll let them do the demanding for us. <laughs> Somehow someone has still not seen the dinosaur hoodie. It's a dinosaur hoodie. It has dinosaurs on it. I love it. Thank you. Uh, it's the most adorable thing. How have you guys been this past, well, I guess two weeks? Because uh, I've not spoken to you guys, not spoken to you guys in ages, two whole weeks. Yeah, ages. Forever. Yeah. We weren't speaking like before this or every day for the past six months or, you know. Yeah. Six? That's it? <laughs> it's 40 total episodes of content, over 40 episodes of content. Oh my right? God. Is when was February? More in it. When was February? Oh. 10 months? Yeah, because you guys didn't do a, an episode every single week with uh, the previous show, but this show we've been weekly. No, we yeah. were. We were weekly. There were a couple weeks where there weren't episodes. There was a couple weeks where there wasn't numbered episodes, but there right. was still. <laughs> yeah, we've been going since, Elf, since January twenty, since January twenty twenty two. So, um, yeah, we're coming up to almost a year. By the time it hits LVO, that will be a year for us. So, yep. Big we times, big times. We've lost Nathan. Um, nothing of value is what? Sorry. Um, <laughs> he does have his headphones still on. That's He's fine. You can't respond. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, have you guys done anything interesting over the past week? Uh, I Just infinite Team USA stuff. I am forever doing Team USA stuff, uh, is what it feels like anyway. We're literally currently scrimming your team. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. Busy, busy... Busy. Uh, I remember right after, right before WGC, you were like, Yeah, man, I think I'm just gonna go once and then stop. <laughs> Dude, it was so much easier <laughs> every morning. I'm gonna reiterate this, and I think I said this last week. I wake up, I look at my calendar of shit I have to do for the day, and I sigh and I go, It was just supposed to be something to replace wow. And then I and looked, it has replaced WoW, just in the very literal sense that it's replaced the amount of hours you were sinking into WoW. Yeah, dude. It was just supposed to be like, oh, you know, it's fine. I'll play one game a week, get out of the local store. No big deal. And now, in April, 
I'm looking at essentially just being home for one week from like whenever all is dust is till the end of March, like the beginning of May. It's good enough. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I've not left Europe before. I'm now going to America twice in a month. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This just started out as me wanting to have something to do with my 3D printer. Wow, that is... <laughs> Four years later. Ah, uh, yeah, you really jumped the shark on that one. At least I like I got into it because I was, you know, 11, 12 and autistic. Like, I needed well, something to do. So... <laughs> I was 12 years old and my brother and I played, but then I got back into it 15 years later because it... <laughs> Anthony lost it. I mean... Jesus. I got into it in Chicago because I was like, man, I don't have any friends, but this 40k thing still exists. Man, seems like people still play it. I'll go play it. Now, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing anymore, guys. That's the life. So, the most important thing is that we all don't know what happened. We're just here. <laughs> We're just, I just tripped somehow. and then I came up here. Yeah, um, just tripped, fell out of a fucking moving car in like Seattle and was like, what the fuck is going on one day? Yeah. Well, what about yourselves, Nathan and Jeremy? Get up to much this last week. I ran an RTT with a local gaming group, which went well. Uh, Derek, who's in our Discord, won the RTT. Oh hell and yeah! And hell took yeah, home Derek. took home this the GW like competitive packet trophy. Nice, which was really cool. Awesome. Those are really nice glass trophies, actually. Can you get Derek to put a picture of that in the Discord? I've not seen one before. Sure, I will ask him to if he's not watching this, but I'll DM him and make sure that he does that. I would like to see one. I don't see what GW are pro for because I, I remember seeing seeing them before and being like, those look quite good. Jeremy, what about yourself? Nice I played thing. in a little basement RTT this weekend. Um, just eight, just eight, seven other friends had some fun. Uh, we cracked out the new guard with no days late, but proxies allowed. Uh, that was a little nuts because there were two guys they brought, and between them, they had 14 Lehman Russes. Sounds, uh, sounds under. Sounds under. Well, one guard like player went oh, I think he went one and two or oh and three, and the other guard player went two and one. Strong, powerful, balanced. Um, <laughs> and I brought Votan, so I just blew people off the table. Fair, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, no, they don't look great. Uh, anyway, as for myself, it's been a couple of weeks for mine. I have done a bunch of content. Like, I can't seem to get away from making content, even when I'm not making content right now. Um, so I'll shout out two things. Uh, the StatCheck Meta Report for November came out yesterday, or this morning, I guess. Uh, but that is available on our website. Uh, check that out. It's uh, something that I put a bunch of time into, and so do all the other guys collecting data. And it's one of the things that we do that I'm happiest with in terms of easy to digest. You don't have to watch a video. You just get our thoughts about the 40k matter. And also, I was on Art War Down Under, which is the first time I've been on Art War in a while, actually. Uh, I've been on it three, I was on it three times in quick succession and then a three-year gap, so maybe I've just washed up. But uh, I got to go to Art War Down Under and talk about the Team Star Codex in retrospective with Dustin Henshaw from Stutter Scrub and Team Canada and all round 4k thirst. He does every, he does a bunch of stuff. He's like one of us, basically, in terms of how much, he's, how much extra stuff he does. Uh, and that was really good fun. Uh, we ran, we were scheduled in for a two-hour slot. We ended up recording for three hours. Uh, that sounds accurate. That's a, that's yeah. a down on your episode if I've ever yeah. heard <laughs> Yeah. It's like, yeah, it'll be about two hours start to finish. Like, we'll get in, get started. And then we'll talk, we'll do like an hour on the main show and then 45 minutes on the back show. And then we did two hours on the main show and an hour on the back show. <laughs> Easy. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> Whoops. Really messed that one up. Um, so, yeah, if you want to hear me continuing to wax the oracle about how much I love GSC and how much I hate playing them, 
uh, that is a great place to go. And that is out now. That came out 10 a.m. this morning, UK time. So, like, 12 hours ago. You can find it on YouTube, all the places you can get podcasts. Spotify, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then we've got, I'm recording with Anthony tomorrow. So, because we're doing the new Enter the Matrix episode for Team Poland. Which is thrilling. That's a very exciting one. Yeah, that's going to be great. Team Poland is insane. Uh, and I can't wait to hear more about how they run. Um... Yeah, I did end of the Matrix with uh, Team France last week, which I wasn't on the show to talk about, but that is out for for patrons now. We're loads and loads and loads of stuff going on. Uh, I'm super happy about all the stuff we're doing behind the scenes. I'll hopefully be doing some content while I'm in America. Anthony's apparently working on the Friday morning now, so I'll probably record something while he's doing that, just yeah, to have something was, to do. Yeah, 8.30 to 12.30. We knew this. I didn't. Nobody's yeah, told, told me you. anything about what I'm doing in the States, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be recovering from a, a high over, so you'll be fine. <laughs> sure, dude. Um, <laughs> I so, really hope my parents never watch this. Who will be joining you for Enter the Matrix for Poland? So we have Patrick and Typhus from nice. the Polish team, as well as Anthony. So Anthony's going to be host. Anthony's going to be doing the, the Typhus questions this week. I'm there to keep Anthony on topic. Yeah, uh, we can pretend that that's true and that you're not. Dude, it's your show, man. You really need to take charge of it at some point. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll have two of the we'll have two of the Polish guys. Um, you may know Patrick better for, from his name as uh, Meissen on the internet. Uh, he was their hardcore player at WTC, who put a bunch of people in the ground. <laughs> the murderer from WTC is what that man's name is. Holy moly, did he ruin people! Yeah, so we're gonna have two wonderful, wonderful talking points from Team Poland on. Uh, to inquisitor them with uh, how the fuck do we make our teams better, uh, which I'm sure Anthony will not be taking notes on after the show or anything like that. No, hmm. never. I would never ruthlessly collect info from this thing that I'm selflessly running for no benefit of my own. <laughs> Making me do three out of the four episodes of. I know. would never. It's two out of the five, thank you. Uh, it's, now, it's now going to no, be no, four. three out of the five, sorry. It's now going I've to be done four two out, out of the five. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, we were on one of them together, Ruddy. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I feel like a more draw. Than you have. Yeah. It sounds like a draw to me. Um, anyway, should we get onto something that remotely resembles the topic of the show? No. <laughs> I am not. You cannot make me travel to the US and play GSC. I could. One or the other. <laughs> I could. Nope. I have nope. access nope. to the TO side. Nope. I could just edit nope. your list. Nope. Nope. Hard veto. <laughs> I'll just not come. <laughs> Perfection. All right. Stats. Fine. There were 11 events of GT size or greater that we tracked this weekend. There are so many tournaments right now. It is Dude, actually kind of nuts. There have been, and it was so many. And of those 11, two of them were majors and one was a super major. Mm -hmm. It feels wild. like there's been like 10 tournaments at least a weekend, like four weekends out of five since August. Yeah. I'm guessing it'll probably start to slow down over like the next couple of weeks as we enter the holidays and then yeah. it'll ramp back up a little bit as we get into like every country's end of season kind of thing around LVO. So like Australia will have theirs. The US has theirs at LVO at the end of the month in January. Yeah. Uh, but for now, it's everybody's kind of definitely pushing towards the end of, towards like the beginning of December is what it seems like. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting the weekends of Christmas and New Year to be quite quiet on the tournament front. Definitely. Those are really easy matter reports. Oh, I'm I'm excited <laughs> for it. 
where I say, yeah, so one one thing, one an event. Woo. It was one tournament in a non-Christian True. country. It was <laughs> me, me and me and Jeremy will actually just take the whole week off and and actually I will be off anyways, because I leave I leave for vacation next week and you can't stop me. Um all right. This week's stuff though. We're gonna go in descending over rep because I find it more amusing than anything else. And then we're going to talk about the title of the show very briefly, where I'm going to show all of you some very funny meta dashboard data displays that Cliff put together using the new guard book. Mostly because I think it's funny, but also I think it shows a shortcoming in our data presentation, which is a story for a different day. But at the tippity top with two players, uh, I believe Alex McDougal won for her forces of the hive mind this weekend. I think that's what happened. Yep. Uh, so they have a 67% win rate because only two people played. They won an event, they top four an event, and they top ten an event, and they have an overrip of 8.3 <laughs> because there were 0.3% meta representation with two players. So just in case anybody at home is watching, this is what happens when you have very low representation factions do really well, like win a single event. And this is why we usually players. don't include suit factions and stuff with the meta report because the numbers are just terrible on them. Yep. Except for chaos, which is something we need to talk about, I think, as well. We might talk about it between the two things that we're going to talk about, where we briefly touch on guard and kind of maybe a siren and maybe not. We'll find out. Uh, in second place for overrep is actually guard, who won their first event in 18 months. Um, they hadn't won an event in all the data that I had tracked back to February, but they also had not won an event prior to that based on all yeah. the data. Guard, I, be, I believe, well. this, from, from talking to Goodyehammer guys, I believe the stat was, until the new Codex, Guard had never had a tournaments in winning position, so the, the stat center stat, they had never gone 4-0 before, before yep. the new Codex in 9th edition. So this, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's entirely right. accurate, but I think it's like, it's close enough that like it might have happened once or twice that I'm not aware of since. But yeah, the uh, the 2017 Guard book is not, bad. not done well. It's gone so four a... ones and stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, people have like one like later lost an early game, one one out from there. But going four zero and being interesting to win a tournament, I don't think it ever happened before the new codex. Yeah, like a good example of that is uh, Brett Urbanowski. He's been doing X and one actually fairly regularly for the last few months um, since Nephilim dropped. But it's usually on the back of a third or fourth round loss. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they don't actually we had... get to, like a winning position. They just kind of you know. They just kind of submarine it's, it out a little. Yeah, bit. they were the the experts with the guard codex were doing okay for a codex that could go to kindergarten. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And power to people who were making that work and the few brave souls who still played it this weekend, knowing that salvation is in sight. Indeed. Right. So they were there were 26 guard players. I'm not gonna talk about the split between people who were and weren't playing the new codex this weekend. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, there were a few events that allowed the new Codex at them this weekend. They made up 3.6% of the meta. They won 50.8% of their games. Like I said, they won an event. Uh, they had five top fours and nine top tens. And so they got an overrep of 3.19. If you just look at the events that use the new Guard Codex, it was like a 3.75 for overrep. 
and we'll talk about their win rate and some of the other stuff in just a minute. I think the event they won also just used the 9th edition codex, so they didn't win that event with the 8th edition valid codex either. Did they have the data slate in that one? The one that they won, they All did of have the data slate. Did they give the winner like a juice box and a propeller hat too? Or <laughs> so from what he said, right apparently now. it never came up because his opponents never got to resolve damage at him. But yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah I don't know. Sure. I don't know. That sounds a little suspect. Yeah, also, my wife never came good. up when I was playing Tyranids because I was just tabling people or exactly. whatever. Never. In the third place, we have Gene Steeler Cole uh, with eight players, one point one percent for meta rep, a sixty three percent win rate. No. No event wins, but a top four and two top tens for an overrep of 2.07. So, you know, perfectly unbalanced. But also uh, only eight players. Fine. Yeah. Also, again, low player count. It's fine. And Gene Steeler Colt will never be above eight players, apparently. It's just going to sit under 10 for all of time. So we never really properly ever say if they're balanced or unbalanced. GSC don't actually exist. They're a rounding error like Norway. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> a Tau Empire... Uh, 35 players, 4.8% meta rep, 49% win rate, four top fours, seven top tens, and a 1.9. So Tau perfectly balanced as well. And then, funnily enough, in fifth place, we have Orcs. Um, yeah! Hell yeah! 4% meta rep, two players, one event win, Three top fours, seven top tens, and a one point seven two over rep. And man, if they had just stopped, if they had just stopped Coventry at five rounds, that was six. That was two event wins. <laughs> yeah. Did Brian have the most battle points? Was he? Yeah, Brian. Brian dropped sixteen points into the Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> Brian got those good bits. Yeah, he did. Damn. Sounds to me like maybe orc players just not seeing everything that they can do with that book. Maybe some people are seeing it a little bit better. You could have just said the problem is with pork players and stopped. Fair enough. Dude, as as the person who's playing the adjacent faction to orcs in that category, maybe wind it in. (laughs) Who's done that? Chaos Space Marines is just orcs, but chaos flavored. All of your players... All of your players. Nobody, are, nobody has like, ever oh. not said that chaos players aren't the chaos. Are the oh yeah, chaos players are terrible. Universally, yeah. saying, like, orcs, and chaos, chaos, orcs and chaos space marines are like the same faction in that sense. <laughs> custodes is worse than both. So I do there have a custodes stat though that I thought was kind of interesting. One second, yeah. So custodes are the they got the most team players into the top ten over the weekend. So they had 10 top 10s over the weekend and an event win and three top fours um, with a 57% win rate and were a 1.66. So what you're telling I no me longer is understand over works. They also complain too much about their nerfs and we need to hit them again. Oh, 100%. So one of my favorite things that I ever see is all the custodies players in one of my local chats going, why don't they just give obsec back to all of our units? Or why don't all of our stuff, why don't we get armor of contempt? And I'm like, cause your faction is fine. Leave it alone. Yeah. In fact, Every nerf time. them again. Although I did also Bikes beat a custodies player with eighth edition guard, like last night. By that sounds like his at them. It was a little bit. He did. He did just feed me units one at a time for the whole game, which was a little bit his fault. When it takes five demolishers to pick up a unit, but you feed one unit to get shot by five demolishers at a time, it does work out. 
Yeah. That way. Yeah. That, that sounds right. And custom, I mean, customers do only have six units, so like, there's a certain degree of they're going to have to feature something. It's true. It also helps when a full payload Manticore just picks up each of the Custodius tanks each turn so that they're just not there anymore. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, League of Votan is next after Custodies, just because I think everybody wants to know how Votan are doing. They're at a 2.9% meta rep. They are winning 46.5% of their games over the weekend. They won an event, so they're up to three event wins now, I believe. <clears throat> two top fours, two top tens, and a 1.58. So I'm starting to think that Votan, Votan players might also be the problem for their own faction. That's probably most factions, to be fair. <laughs> It is remarkably true with that like, one. There are, like, the only <laughs> faction where the, the players aren't the problem is Harlequins, and that's because there's only diehards left. So there we're about to a... get to them. Don't worry. I, don't... So I will say, just on the note of, of leagues, since the the full codex has been available for play, they have a 54.5% win rate and a 1.26 over rep. So they're not like it's it's a blip of a weekend kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The uh, On Harlequins, one of... A quote from Nick that I agree with is that there's only two type of Harlequin players. There's new Harlequin players and there's good Harlequin players. Because if you're a bad <laughs> Harlequin player, you give up in between those two points every time. Can I also just say, please don't call them leagues. It triggers my PTSD and I really can't afford to go back into that. Otherwise, you'll not see me. Uh, <laughs> what else is leagues? Leagues of, Le Legend. of Legends. Oh, it's like sense. if we just start calling Chaos Space Marines the WoW faction, like just to try and hurt you. Then the two dead factions who have been dead for months are the next two up. So we've got Tyranids at 6.3% of the meta. They won 53.9% of the games over the weekend. They won two events, so they're still winning events. They won the most events of any faction over the weekend. Four top fours. Nine top ten, so they were the second best faction for getting people into the top ten, and a one point four four meta rep. So they're starting to get; they're at the point where their meta representation is actually hurting them a little bit, I think, and kind of contracting their over rep a little bit. Harlequins are right after them. They have twenty four players, so less than guard, but more than Votan, essentially. A three point three percent. Meta rep, 54% win rate. They also won an event, so they finally managed to close another event. Two top fours and five top tens with a 1.38. So Tyranids and Harlequins, totally dead. Not Porter alive. Just in the going undefeated, smashing everyone he played, and avoiding getting into the over-rep stats. Yep. Yeah. Basically. Or also just got to go home. Like, that's the goal, the optimal. Finish <laughs> fifth at UKTC tournaments. It's the best place to be. <laughs> and then, I just, because I love to play the bagpipes for people who are just dead. Um, we have... A Please don't. We're, we're going to do where it. Chaos suit? This is... Where did Chaos Suit? No, no. We don't no, we're going to... Where did Chaos uh, Suit? Please? We don't want to talk about Adept... Where is Death Guard? Uh, third from the bottom, 3.2% meta rep, 42% win rate, no over rep because it didn't get a top 10. Fuck you, AdMac. All right, keep we going. So, <laughs> no, oh, we're not even going to talk about no, AdMac. Fine. Chaos Suit doing? Chaos Soup is like right in the middle. Um, 48 players, 6.6% meta rep, a 56% win rate, one event win, right three top fours, <laughs> nine top tens, and a one for over rep. They're just right in the middle, like of performance for over rep. 
Um, not for win rate. They're towards the top. They did win, did win the biggest tournament of the weekend. And I don't know. I think Chaos, Chaos might have hit the point where yeah. there's now enough people who've printed Flamers and, and Scarab Cults that they've started diluting that win rate that was insane a little bit. Uh, and now we're uh, just seeing it better in other races. It hasn't we, actually changed that much. So I, because I, I I dive in every single week and take a look at the. It's mostly chaos demons with cult of duplicity. Some people have been doing cult of magic and cult of time. I really you want duplicity um, for your mobility. But anyways, uh, I dive into it every week and it's been holding steady at just about sixty percent for that particular combo. The T suns with flamers. Um, it's more that people are starting to throw flamers into other things like knights and. Well, actually, Bile does it quite well, but a few other combinations that have been showing up. The funny thing is, is that if you look at the win rate, it's not. It's fine. It's worse than what you could just be doing yeah. instead, though. Sure. Yeah, no, you could just I play mean, pure Bile and do much better. Yeah, so I mean, if we move out of the weekend, like Jeremy said, you get a 59% win rate for Demons and Duplicity, a 64% for Demons and Creations. And then a 56% if you slap Demons into a Knight Household. Herpetrax specifically. Oh, a night household, just any of them. Fuck it. Well, just Herpetrax. That's the only one that seems to be really represented highly. If you put it into Vextrix, they see a 63% win rate. So it's not like, basically, if you start stapling flamers onto things, they start winning way more than what they're seeing. It's almost like maybe, oh. possibly, Zinch flamers are a problem. No, definitely that doesn't not. sound I right. Definitely, definitely not where there are right. events where there are more flamers than players when there's you know, <laughs> only a handful of demon and chaos players. I think players. Le Lennon was saying at Wars on Atlanta there was five people he could play and there were 62 flamers between them mm -hmm. <laughs> going into round six. <laughs> there was a small part of me that thought about taking bile and flamers this weekend. I'm not going to lie, but then I don't get my snowflake points for CSM, so... <laughs> uh, you do according to the ITC. Nah. But on my side, you're. Coming. I would know. You would know. Because <laughs> well, the ITC stance is also... anything that doesn't change your army's faction a lot keeps you as that faction. So if you have agents of chaos or or agents of the Imperium, you yeah. can still declare yourself as that faction. But hmm. no, you're not. We would, would never let you live it down. Yeah, just to advertise for folks one more time: if you, you include things. demons in your stuff, we tag you as chaos suit. Basically, and you're just gonna have to get over it. I know some people have some either, emails and comments. We've gotten some emails and comments about it. I don't care. I'm tracking you this way. We're tracking you this way. Me and Jeremy are tracking you this way. Space Marines are next. I'm going to shove you all together into one thing, and that's how you're getting tracked. To be fair, the one thing it's doing is making my meta report look really weird when the thousands on stats are garbage, and a bunch of people think they're the best army, and they're like in 11th in the report, because I'm like, oh, I gotta go with the stats. Make up a faction for them, bro. Do what UW did. They were like, uh, Zinch, at the top. We just... I don't, I like if we did that just to represent for a meta report, like added in a faction like that just to represent, that's actually not a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. If there's a specific soup faction that's just like actually skewing everything, Jeremy, I think it's worth for us so we can. I was gonna say, stats. isn't that gonna make one of your jobs really hard? Yeah, it's not mine, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I don't care if it makes Innis's job it's, hard. It's actually not that difficult for me to go back and to pull all those, which is why I look at them every single week. But I, I don't want to reclassify them just because of snowflakes, because it, they're not exactly. going to exist in a month. Exactly. So let's we can pull this data from our fingers in our ears and say they don't exist. And we can pull the data from the same. dashboard for some of it. 
What do we yeah. do when flamers only go up like five points and the list just stays? What if chaos demons go up ten points for flamers per model? And I never see them again. What if they just went down to like a what if they just went to like five up, five up and just, just no? <laughs> that would definitely <laughs> remove flamers from the game, yes. Am, am I crazy in that like it doesn't like you could make their defensive stats like kind of shit and it'd be fine? Like I would still just take them if you didn't put their points up a bunch because their what output is insane. Shoot you to death thing. I don't know, man. I've I enjoyed the fact that they just stand there on objectives as well. But I don't know. They do. You don't want to charge them unless you can turn off Overwatch, right? Or you can charge through a piece of obscuring terrain to prevent you from getting overwatched. But that's what I'm saying. That's not their defensive stats. That's their offensive stats. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be chaos flamers. Yeah, it would be hot. It would be spicy. <laughs> I don't know. It might be a little bland too. Yeah, six minus three shots. I like I that mean, suggestion. It would be Nick really would salty based on the player base. It'd be very salty. Like five times your normal daily intake of salt in that can. That's just what a Campbell soup can is. It also is only really served ice cold because it comes with snowflakes. <laughs> Got him. All right, and just because I want to punish Adeptus Mechanicus players and I don't care, we can boo all we want. I just want to do it. There were five of you, him. and you won 24% of your games. Oh, oh he lagged. <laughs> I thought Dennis <laughs> muted him. <laughs> he did it! <laughs> all right, and with that, we're moving on. Mechanicus, um, the faction I'm... that I intentionally left out of the meta report this month because it made me sad to write about them. I mean, Mechanicus have a 40.5% win rate since I started tracking stats in February. That's pretty good. No, it's not. That includes the time when they were really good, though. Like, that brief period is just, like, carrying them all the way through. In an ideal world, they'd right. be even worse. Time, time, to look, time to look at some stuff on my screen because i love all of you so much so congratulations gets, we get to play showtime with nathan now that's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what it is it's i can't believe they revered all of admech starfs except like two and they're still unplayable well they didn't change the points on them right so it doesn't fucking yeah, they matter. haven't changed points and they're still only get two planes that is very bright and it's very not good for my complexion <laughs> so it's very white and you're reflective is what you're yes um so well what we're seeing here is that the meta continues to be relatively stable. These lines are relatively flat. There's some internal movement. I sound like a fucking weather forecaster. There's a storm. <laughs> There's the a high pressure front coming in from the Imperium that's forcing change on yeah. all the letters. Uh, the hurricane Crimson Fist is diverting out to sea and will not be approaching land anytime Man. soon. <laughs> Man, apparently, though, like not even player skill can save you because Siegler couldn't win with Crimson Fist. So I don't know. Maybe the stats are right. I, don't know, I hear it really guys. well in the Crusade games. Oh, that's great. I'm glad he could manage to win something. That's awesome. All right. Got him. <laughs> Got him. All right. So it's pretty stable. This is not really what I want to talk about it. Cool. The meta is stable. It's relatively well balanced. We have one new book coming in that I think a lot of people are going to be worried about. And I'm going to honestly say that we should be on imbalance watch. You got your, you got your sweatpants ready, Nathan. I got my sweatpants ready. Not the matchup matrix, Nathan. Yeah, that's too many numbers, man. That's gonna hurt everybody. <laughs> that was gonna hurt. That, that was gonna. Somebody recently mentioned that I could talk about standard deviations on here, 
Um, and I was like, if I start talking about standard deviations, Anthony's brain is going to melt and ooze out of his head right after Steam releases. Yeah. So this is just events that use the new guard codex, regardless of whether or not they use the data slate. Um, I just want to point out, again, our quadrants are skill matters where veteran win rate is high, casual win rate is low, too strong is where both are high, what the fuck is where newcomers are higher than veterans, and objectively bad is where both are low. Um, so over in too strong, we have, this is again, just this week's data, just from the events, we're good. So in too strong, you have orcs, thousand suns, and chaos soup, which makes sense given kind of what we've talked about already, um, based on faction performance at these events. Like orcs have done well this weekend, thousand suns did relatively well this weekend. Chaos is all the soup factions that include imbalanced flamers in them, which we are terrified of. And then up here in this funny third, where we kind of see this perfect fifty percent casual win rate line, is Astra Militarum. So Astra Militarum on its own over the weekend for just events that were using the new book have a 65% win rate. Oh, well, Salamanders are in the what the fuck category, somebody in chat. It's but three players, Astra Milit- man. Don't worry about it. So I'm going to just open this a little bit bigger so everybody can see it. Uh, Astra Militarum have an 80% veteran win rate, roughly. So it's like 79 point something. Uh, the casual win rate is 50%, which puts it like right in the middle with 66 games played. So it's not a lot of games played, but it is a good number for starting to get an idea of maybe where the faction is going. Part of it may change depending on on people's exposure to the 9th edition book and more players playing the 9th edition book over time. But right now we're on guard watch because if Astra Militarum continue at this rate, they need some balancing factors added to them. So I wanted to present this. A, to talk to everybody about a faction that's potentially overpowered. B, to contextualize it by saying and reminding everybody that this is one week of events and a small number of events that we're using this guard codex. And then C, I wanted to show you because I thought this was funny, is that apparently this one is not too strong because it's not in the too strong quadrant. It's right in the middle. So sometimes, people, you may have to use... Oh, I guess maybe it's a little bit over into the right. It looks but, like a little bit over to the right. Oh, it might However, be a little... Slightly the line too does not, strong. The line does not exist, Nathan. It's a, it's a made up. It's where we Every, say this. There is no yes. spoon. There is no spoon. What's Nobody the end where skill matters? We do have curiosity. Is there? Oh yeah, yeah. Adeptus Mechanicus is right two, here. There's two players. Somebody was asking in chat. Two players. Don't read into it. I guess I'm. Yeah, it's two players across across a, a data set this small. It's really hard to draw anything resembling a conclusion. This is just giving us some indicators of what we need to be looking out for as we get more data. But yeah, we're dealing. You're dealing with two players for only. And honestly, I'm not presenting this to present all the random faction data. Like, I think it's kind of funny that some of this stuff still works. But really, all I wanted to talk about was the few events we have Astra Militarum data for from the ninth edition book. A lot of these still didn't let you use some of the unreleased units as well, based on what I know. Some of them use. So you weren't seeing some of them use data slate, which is inaccurate. Well, when I practice, I don't use the data slate, is what I will say. Um, some of them let people use Lord Solar or Rogaldorns and some other stuff like Creed, even though those models aren't currently released. So this win rate may get better. This win rate may go down, depending on how events proceed with approaching guard. Um, also, there's one lone Ultramarines player. 
or four lone ultramarines players who are over here doing something with the overall win rate of ultramarines, which is at 50, but at an 80% veteran, which I find endlessly amusing. That 80% veteran is my hero, Kazra. I think it's Hushadar out in British Columbia. He has played in nine or 10, maybe more GT plus events this year. <laughs> and he has played nothing but ultramarines. Gaming. He, his that. army is gorgeous from what I've heard, from what I've been told. I believe it. There was somebody playing an Astraeus list at the RTT I ran over the weekend, and it did pretty well. Sometimes people just aren't ready for that kind of nonsense to be like in their jaw with a full tank. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he's played at nine GT plus events and he has a 51% win rate with uh, with Ultramarines, which given where Ultramarines are at right now is actually quite good. Yeah, fair play to Kajra. Yep. And then Adeptus Custodes, Skill Matters, 70% Veteran, 45% Casual. But that's all we're going to touch on today from this. The 29% win rate from Tau, though, is also kind of amusing. I won't lie. Um, but yeah, we'll see how this bears out. For now, we're going to keep an eye on Guard, and then we will present more data to you. That was a uh, Christmas tree falling over in my apartment. <laughs> Jingle bells, jingle bells. Uh, let's not get demonetized. Anyway, I am going to do the plugs now. How did you guys enjoy doing the plugs last week? No worries, Nathan. <laughs> how, how did the plugs go last week? Is it as awkward as when I do it, or were you guys... No, it's good. We made Jeremy do it. It was fine. Uh, that, that's probably smart. I'm not going to. Um, hey, like everybody. Thanks for being with us. I'm going to just use the same power as always. Thank you guys for continuing to watch the show. Uh, it is a pleasure doing this for all of you guys. We are about 40 minutes to the show now, which means it's time for me to do the plugs. So there's a few things that you can do if you want to help, give us a bit of help, leave a bit of support. You can leave a comment, leave a like, leave a subscription on the YouTube video or follow or whatever, all that kind of stuff. Um, comments are the best thing, are the thing we like the most because it means we get a chance to interact with you guys, hear what, you, hear what you're liking, hear what you're not liking and get you guys feedback, which is great. It helps us grow and it make, helps us make more content that you guys enjoy. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day, because that's why we're doing it. So that you can find at youtube.com slash C slash stat check. If you're watching the live show and you want to catch the VODs, or if you're listening to the podcast back and you want to catch the live show, that's the place to be to find it. We are live Tuesdays at 11 p.m. UK. And I've not learned the other time. PM Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Mountain, 3 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, I'm never learning those times. Um, I refuse. <laughs> Time zones, time, aren't time, time zones aren't real um so yeah that is where we do the live show if you want to ask us questions directly and have a chance to get a little bit of back and forth on them that's the place to do it if you'd like to support the show in a little more then you can show your support at patreon.com statcheck where for a couple of dollars a month i believe it's five dollars but currencies aren't real either so who knows uh <laughs> you can't get access look man i've got one thing and i'm sticking with it uh, for a few dollars a month, you can get access to our Discord server and also all of our bonus content a couple of weeks before it goes out for general release, and also some extra, slightly more scuffed bonus content that we keep for just ourselves. Um, it is a wonderful community that I'm, as always, a pleasure to be part of. You'll be able to get stuff like, uh, hopefully we'll be doing voting for the stream for the Mythicos tournament this weekend. Uh, Anthony, do you want to plug the Mythicos tournament this weekend? Yes, the Mythicos tournament this weekend is called Crumpness Claws something charity event. Uh, I think it's Brawl is the third if word. If you type in Mythic on BCP, it shows up in the search. That's yeah. what I've been rolling with. Yeah, or Claw, like Orc Power Claw with a K. That also is how I've been finding it. 
Um, or somebody or in will share Discord, it in chat. Where, and it's just plugged, and I can just link you. Um, the event is, yep, that, right down there. Um, it goes to, money goes to a National Foundation for the Blind, I think it is. Um, the, like, all the tournament, like, like money that we pay for entry fees is all going to the charity so good stuff uh shout out to mythicus for supporting good causes it is a fucking shark tank um it's gonna be a nightmare i'm sorry for the regular ass people that came to play warhammer are gonna have to fight me and ennis in the x and three bracket on day two um <laughs> the i don't like unlucky oops <laughs> um so yeah it's gonna be a super good time uh the place is gonna be fairly packed out um so yeah we are streaming it so that'll be fun because there is an isolated stream room uh that'll, that'll be, be on our youtube channel yes the one you are watching right now um so the upside of winning at that event is that you'll get to be in the stream room and not in the packed rest of the place uh so make sure you win games if you're coming because then you get to be in the stream room yay um we're gonna try and prioritize if any of us pair for the stream and then aside from that it'll just be winners unless like two random patrons pair and they want to be on the channel then go for it um we're gonna figure yeah. it out vaguely as we go but what we'll probably do is if none of us pair around one we'll grab um the patrons and we'll give them a very very brief vote for who's going to be on the stream for any interesting games. fast like you're gonna have like 15 minutes but probably not even probably then we'll not. try to hook it's up so weird not having not having pairings like three days in advance like we're in the uk it makes that stuff way good. easier I could probably get them the night before, but I'll see. Then we'll try to hook it up with player audio so you all can hear people. Oh, you'll totally have the room is fully mic'd up, so yeah, you'll hear everything. Anyone who's curious about this weekend, that is Saturday and Sunday, the twelfth, eleventh, and twelfth, tenth, tenth and eleventh, tenth and eleventh of December. That will be on YouTube.com/slash/c/slash/check from probably around about nine a.m. Eastern time. Yep, would be my guess. Uh, so yeah, that'll be running for six games uh, this weekend. So yeah, um, we are super happy to be doing that. Uh, it's a great, great cause, and they're flying me. They flew me out for partly for my birthday because they hate me. Bit of combination. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be there as well, going to the United States, <laughs> mostly for my birthday, but also because Brian hates me. Uh, yeah, he didn't want you at Leicester so you could get the run back with works. It was a real long con. <laughs> yeah, man, I definitely would have, definitely would have stood the chances. I, I could not go. <laughs> Right, let's move on to topics, I suppose. I can briefly tell you that that tree fell and like took a PS5 with it, but the PS5 landed on the tree. And so the the PS5 is fine because Santa saved it, I guess. I don't know. Thanks, Santa. (laughs) Fair enough. I like... uh, Does anybody have a generalized topic they'd really like to talk about? Uh, do I, I have... have a short one, but I think it would be interesting. But if you guys have anything you really want to talk about, we can start with that. Let's just start with your short one, and then we'll see if we spark joy with something cool. else. If you, if you say it's a short one and you talk about me, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> well, I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> I was just getting ready for you to be like, I can't wait to see Anthony. <laughs> How much do you guys think that sort of like the player base's memory of a faction impacts how well it does at events. So like 
people have not perceived orcs as being great for a while. So now the orcs are doing a little bit better. People are slower on the uptake. People don't really believe it. People are slower to move to the list that are doing well because they see it as a fluke. Whereas a faction, like if somebody started winning a bunch with Nids, people would just be like, yeah, it's just Nids doing it. Even though maybe Nids did go through a bit of a downturn period there. And they're picking back up now with like Lens with the Wars on Atlanta. So people remember Nids as being stronger. So they end up being stronger and Orcs are remembered as weaker. So the Orc player base just doesn't move to lists as quickly and things like that. I don't think it happens so... in hindsight as much as it happens like forward going. I think if a new thing is like even vaguely strong, the good players swarm it like flies to carrion and just like make it better by virtue of the fact that we're all playing it. Um, even if it's not amazing off the rip. Um, I think you actually saw this a little bit with Emperor's Children. Where Emperor's Children's like perfectly powerful and very good, but it's definitely not like the best army in the game or anything crazy. Uh, I definitely wouldn't go as far as to compare it to pre-nerf Leviathan Nids. Um, like, so I think you see it more forward-facing than in hindsight. I don't think it acts to a faction's detriment, usually. I think it's almost always, like, people are like, new thing is good, go get it, rather than, like, old thing can't be good, was never good. Um, though, it depends on how tricky it is, because I do think that there's a lot of benefit, and you can speak to this more, of playing something like GSC, where no one has any fucking clue what's happening. You play against someone with GSC, and the other person is just like, I don't fucking know, man. You're going to do stuff. Because that's how I feel. Like, if I were to play against GSC tomorrow, I'd be like, something's going to happen. I think they have stratagems that do stuff. Nah. So, I don't know. That's, that's my opinion. There's that's definitely, so. like, an aspect of information war. But, like, generally, I think the community is very fueled by memory. Um. Uh, on both a larger scale, like for way, the way that like people perceive factions, but I think also on the smaller scale for how factions perform. The fact the entire community is basically dwarves and hold grudges for eternity, which is evidence in chat because like somebody immediately went, I will never forgive buggy spam, never forgive, never forget. But I also think it does affect your perception for like what kind of tools you need to bring necessarily. Like if you think forks are never going to be in the top performing bracket, then you probably aren't going to bring anti-orc tools of any kind. But that's like, I think, different. Maybe a little bit. But I'm sure Innes has a better and more cogent opinion than I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree in the sense that the factions that people factions that people think are good tend to self-determiningly end up being good a lot of the time. Like people, but on Anthony's point, like we've not seen really people swarm to vote on i know that's because it's a new army people have there's a lead time on getting it ready and all that sort of stuff but if you're if you're expecting that everybody swarmed emperor's children was that because everybody had emperor's children uh and everybody expected the chaos space to have a powerful build whereas everybody looked to vote and was like it's probably gonna get nerfed maybe just not bother yeah i think well i think also what happened with votan is people like it got nerfed and then everyone was like dude you can just hide behind walls and then no one bought in and then the people that did buy in Doing all right. You know, stuff's happening. Or, alternatively, a bunch of people bought in and then just complained on sold Facebook. Sold out. Yeah. yeah. And then sold out on Facebook. As you will see from some of the people who are like, oh man, my faction got so nerfed. And then somebody's like, oh, what have you tested? And they're like, well, I've never played a game with Votan, but we got nerfed so hard. That is the Votan there's like a There's like a whole aspect of like the way 
the community perceives changes that is like very interesting to me well, interacting with that is an important part of being a good player like getting to set and control the narrative is very it's like a yeah. thing right um to some extent <laughs> like when you know that the community perception is that one thing is really strong you can then build against that and be mostly fine when you go to set event um we've seen you sets of groups abuse that control to their advantage in the past uh -huh. And somebody flavored after a philosopher from ancient China. Look, all I'm saying is, we just, we're, all we're trying to do here is grow our content to the point where we can hide a list for an event. Yeah, or maybe not, because maybe just win through vaguely normal means. I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm what I'm saying is, you could innovate and play well, or you could do nonsense and not have it come up and just be a dick for no reason. I don't know. Um, or in Ennis's wheelhouse. So. The second half. let's do the, the front of brian's orc performance this weekend brian right. very very prepped orc player but that orc list has been impossible for a while and nobody's done nobody's really done it like we saw ben jurek do similar uh but like there's been a few players and they just kind of on the gsc front where like yeah there's lots of people playing orcs but nobody was on this build or nobody good was on this build whereas eric's was very much more he found a build that worked or right. people just kind of write off orcs and then nobody Nobody really good drowned out in them until somebody stumbled into a build and then people to follow from there. I, I guess the question You first. The question is is who is playing orcs right now? Well we've got so Ben Jurek's been playing them a bunch of the states, Naden's playing them, Brian ended up playing them basically by mistake. There's those guys in Spain that everybody keeps telling about with the Death Skulls Brigade. Uh, I would put half a finger up and be like, "Yeah, I suppose there might be one of them." Uh, but it's one of these before... things where, like, it's a it's a handful of notable players. Most of the, I, I hate to put it this way, but most of the content creators that are big were big into orcs aren't playing orcs right now. Yeah, I would call it faction advocates, people who Damn are it, notorious yes. and notorious I and make him. <laughs> notorious and looked at for a faction. Not necessarily have to be content creators; they can just be people who are known in the community. But yeah, a bunch of people who are known orc players aren't playing orcs right now. Um, looking at you, Seth, because you're in the chat. Um, and yeah, I don't know if the list was just not found for a while, or the people found a variant of the list that works now, or if people just discounted it because you know the like the memory of orcs was nerfed. They got buffs and nephilim, but they weren't that much. I think yeah, because. So we have, uh, I'll use an example. We have a local orc player who's actually been doing exceptionally well. He he has tuned into, you know, learning how to build around the Nephilim secondaries, building his list according to that. Most of them have been golf pressure builds, not too dissimilar from what Brian ran this weekend in terms of just bodies that score uh, and do very well for that. Uh, and he's done exceptionally well with those. It's one of these things like he's given me tough games in matches that I did not think would be difficult. Um, so it's, I think part of the problem is, as you were talking about faction advocates, when you don't have, for for lack of a better word, a guiding light, an Astronomicon, uh, to, 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 to find the way to, uh, to those good builds or to making those builds work around things, you end up with a, uh, a scattered meta for the army. And so you don't have that that cohesive like people are probably going to look at Brian's build now and say, "Wow, he went six and one at at, at or 
yeah, he went six. He went six and one at, at Leicester, at one of the most at one of the biggest games events of the year and biggest events of of Nephilim. Maybe there is something in this. Maybe there are, and so you may see people gradually near, um, move towards that style of list. Hey guys, don't run Kilrikes. They're terrible. Um, <laughs> they're good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to use the content creator thing to influence people away from Kilrikes, Anthony. Uh... <laughs> Right, this is a thing we can do now. No, not yet. We need another zero on the viewership number, then we can then we can get nefarious. <laughs> you can get nefarious as early as you want, man. We're a cult, I heard. I guess. Um, what is in that list, though? Before we keep talking about it in vague. Yeah. Vague so Brian terms? Brian's list for this weekend was <laughs> the so it's uh two by ten, two by five mega knobs, a squad of truck knobs, which he's cutting because they're terrible. Um, and then the biggest and the best ca uh, character, which is like the minus one to wound, five field of pain. Scott Boss stands on an objective just outside your appointment zone and scores 10 points for showing up, and 15 if he gets to walk through an army for a turn at the end. And then uh, a bunch of bunch of uh, trucks and looters and grots, and then the uh, truck knob war boss with the killer cloth to go and solve a problem across the board somewhere. Uh, and he played through a bunch of armies, so he played through... Uh, he played through Thousand Sons, um, Thirty Terrible Terminators. He played through, yeah. There, there's a link in the chat. Um, there's a basement link, and we'll uh, we're not going to put it in the description. We'll put the basement link in the description. That seems reasonable, but we're not putting the list in the description. That's excessive. Um, yeah, so it's just it's just a bunch of golf stuff that runs forward, hits you pretty hard, and scores get the good bits and the best and the best exceptionally well, and then has options for a third secondary in almost every matchup. It's not really a psyker, so it's not super vulnerable into stuff like Wrath of Magnus. Um, and it has a better game of thousands because of it. He ended up going down to Vic, Vic VJ's Thousand Sons and Flamers in the final, but he did go through 30 Scarab Terminators, a Creations of Bile Fight on Death character list, a bunch of cool stuff like that on the way through to the final. And he was top after Swiss with 484 battle points in a 250 player tournament. We do have a hot take from Seth, vaguely the mad doc, <laughs> who says, Yeah, not really. He's more like the mad call now. But yeah, the grumpy ethereal got, is what he was for a yeah, while. <laughs> he is the grumpy ethereal and no longer an orc. That that goth pressure builds are very susceptible to bad matchups. Jump be bad than them. And Easy. There is something to be said for Brian's skill. He is he's one all right. of the best players in the UK, I'd say. He's all right. He's all right. And I mean, I think we've seen... So nice him. I can only be seen... so nice to him because he's on my team, which means I have to make sure I treat him mean, keep him keen. <laughs> We do have some, we have seen some iterations of this list though, right? Like we talked about it a yeah. little bit. So we've yeah. seen so, iterations of this played. I think people in general, when it comes to orcs specifically, have underestimated the like compounding effects of buffs over time to them. Like, yes, when they released, it was all about the buggies. But like as time has gone on, like points nerfs have rolled back. Secondary buffs have happened. Things have come down in cost. Like they have buffs to their wall. Like there's a lot of like stacking things in their favor now. Um, not to the same extent, but in a similar way to Necrons. However, Orcs have a different playline available to them in the game than Necrons, where if you fuck around with Goth Pressure, you find out. Like, you can kind of fuck around with Necrons, it's usually going to be fine. But, like, if you fuck around with Orcs, like, you get charged, like, 14, 15 times in a turn, and everybody's dead. Like you can only interrupt so many times. That that so, um truck truck with thirty seven inch threat range uh, squad on it is insanity. I it's genuinely one of the most disgusting mechanics in the game is truck boys. 
dude, it's wild. So with that in mind, like that build can work really well. Like Seth said, they definitely have some bad matchups. There's a bunch of match like lists that have that problem though, right? Like CSM, either variant, like EC or Bile, both are extremely powerful. But if you play one of those more gunline-y factions, it gets real touch and go. Similarly, Nids, really strong, hit a bad matchup, feel super bad. So it just, you know, it just depends. Everybody, to some extent, to win a major event, you need a favorable win path. And I don't think orcs are any better or worse for it than a lot of the other factions are. Yeah, no, nobody in the, in the world has ever won a major without getting lucky, at least somewhere on the path. I think that's something we've talked about, too, before in previous episodes, right, guys? Is that, like in a said, you need some luck, whether that's yeah. matchup luck or some other kind of luck. Yeah, like dice You're going to have a You game, have to win opponent, a lot of games. Yeah. There's an opponent you didn't want to play or a save you spiked, a charge you made that you probably shouldn't have. And every single one of those yeah. compounds and compounds and compounds it cuts you down from a field of 150 to 75, down to 4, down to 2, and then it's just you and your opponent, and it's just playing the game on the day. you got to work with the yeah. luck you've got, but you can play the people in front of you, but the people in front of you is a is a significant determinant for how well you'll do a tournament. Yep. Definitely. The two the two of your finalists have the same chance of drawing in round one as anybody else, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A game where you deploy it on the line, hoping to go first. I too read uh, James Kelly's report from the, the uh, narrative open about his game against Gonyo. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you have one plan, and that plan's going first. And if it goes, then you can win. And if it doesn't, then you don't. Man, if you've got less than a fifty percent winner doing it the other way, just do that, right? Fuck yep. it. Just, just do the thing that gives you a path. <laughs> like, and at least if you lose, it's quick. Yeah, at least you get put out of your misery quickly. You can go have a drink instead, or two, or three, or four, depending. And then you can call Anthony. <laughs> what? <laughs> Then you can oh, call yeah. Anthony, yes. <laughs> I love getting to getting the feeling of being at Leicester without being there, thanks to Nos drunk calling me during his game with Vic. Oh, that's excellent though. That's perfect. I thought it was during his game with I thought it was during Vic's game with Brian. Oh no, I got that too. I got I talked to him twice. I was a part of both Vic's semifinals and his finals. <laughs> Moral support. Does include What's... Naz picking up the uh, the models on the table? I didn't hear about that until yesterday. Nas is a menace, is what we're really getting at. <laughs> yeah. The most important thing to know here, guys, is that for all of what we've just spoken about, Nassim Fijain is an absolute menace that you should probably keep slightly away from your tournament table. 100%. If he's drunk. Just in general. Dude, is, dude, dude exudes a pressure aura that makes you want to play fast star. Just to be done. <laughs> so so does, so does Anthony, to be honest. I would never. <laughs> You don't, but you do exude the pressure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you exude the pressure of needing to play faster. Yeah, I just hit the clock to you, and then I look at it every couple of minutes while you're making decisions, just so you know. Hey. Yeah. Imagine making like decisions. Like I said, you exude, the, you exude the pressure. It's not a bad thing. It's the violence. Yeah, like like, uh, like Scarbrand, he makes you attack faster. Or yeah. harder. Or both. Yeah. All right, boys, shall we move on to show questions or does anybody want to touch on either of those topics briefly before we move on? Or have come up with another topic? No, let's do show questions. 
Perfect. I will jump into the Discord and grab a few questions. So if you're in the chat just now and you want to check a question to us quickly, uh, you can do that in the show questions section of Discord. I'll have to scroll back through a bunch of a bunch of people discussing the show questions in the not show questions discussion thread, but that's fine. Um, yeah, we had to make a separate channel for people to talk about the questions they just asked us because they would not stop talking about the questions they just asked us, so we couldn't read them. Uh, the Discord's great though, folks, and you should definitely join. Discord's it. great because um, that means there's a lot of people talking about things. Yep, it's a very chaotically caring group of people. That is yeah. also probably a cult. Sure. All right, I'm going to start off by making Anthony sad because this is the first question that I see. World leaders are a pure melee army, but don't appear to have the speed of BA or the fight face control of Space Wolves or Emperor's Children. What would it take for them to be good and competitive? Um, that's actually that doesn't make me sad. That's a fun problem to solve, right? So that is true. Um, if they don't have access to like out of phase mortal stuff, like they charge you really hard and you take D three mortal wounds or whatever the fuck. Like, or, you know, they ran past you and it was the heat of Korn's furnace or whatever stupid nonsense that takes you more big morals in the movement phase. Like, the access to that stuff will help. Or just, like, ignoring phase caps. That's the question we're all really asking, right? When we're like, they're a monophase army. We know what we're actually saying. So, the if they have ways around that, it's fine. And they can get around being, clearly, they're not going to be as fast as Blood Angels. They probably won't even be as fast as Emperor's Children. But... If they have access to pregame move, move one shot, move one shot at any animate phase movement, right? Really good. Um, if they have access to advance and charge or something like that, very strong. Um, I don't foresee... It seems easier for Games Workshop to get shooting armies balance wrong than it is for them to get melee armies balance wrong. Uh the exception to that being whatever happens when they write an elf book. I don't know why when they write an elf book, everything has like one too many attacks and two too many strength, but whatever. Um, they they seem to understand how to rein in power armor melee damage generally. Um, so I th think that side of things like will be okay. It just depends. Like if the Berserker data sheet straight out of the White Dwarf was a data sheet in most armies as a troop choice, you'd be fucking hyped. That data sheet is super strong with OPSEC stable to it. But it doesn't make an army by itself. So it's really going to come down to a lot of the rest. They could also just have, like, really fucking good secondaries, and that would work too. If they just got, like, old stranglehold and, like, kill some shit and get points, they would be perfectly acceptable as an army, even with their limitations. So we'll see. That's good. I got nothing to add. Anthony has covered everything I wanted there. Okay, next up we have... What Why is, is Thousand Suns and Flamers better than Bile and Flamers if Mono Bile is better than Mono Thousand Suns? Is the second one true? Yeah. Yeah, Mono Bile is better than Mono Thousand Suns, at least in the stats. And Thousand Suns and Flamers is actually worse than Bile and Flamers, if I remember correctly. In the stats, I could see that being true. I don't think that pairs out in general. I think what flamers are covering for you in Thousand Suns is a much bigger deal than what they do for you in Bile. And 100%. also, Thousand Suns are much less hurt by the loss of CP than Bile is. Thousand Suns also, uh, let's not forget, get the Fluxmaster and the combo with the Fluxmaster and Kabbalistic Ritual. Oh yeah, they have like a specific... Um, like they have, a, they have an additional, they have a force multiplier effect yeah. built in from bringing the Fluxmaster, whereas Bile is just stapling data sheets together, um, right. which is why I think Thousand Suns just does get that little bit of multiplicative advantage. Yeah, two um, multi changes is fucked up. Yeah, 
It really is. So always two gateways. Uh, yeah. The fact that Liam VSL the Alliance Open was running Athenian scrolls to put it on Infernal Gateway that he was only casting with ritual points is absolute gaming. That's disrespectful, and I love it. Good job, Liam. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's not Thousand Suns Witchfire, it's just Witchfire. Oh, no. So nice. if you need it, you got Athenian Scrolls Infernal Gateway. That's awesome. <laughs> that makes like a deep part of me very damaged inside, but whatever, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just cast, casting spells and using relics on stuff that's out of faction. Uh, yeah, Liam definitely remains my real Liam, to be honest, is my 40k my hero right now. Um, just in all sense of the word, Liam is my 40k hero. He's real good, man. He is. Okay. He's also real tall. Yeah. I did not realize how lanky that man was until the WTC. I've told the story a couple times. I have to look direct, like straight up when I talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Violence Vanilla. Uh, hi, Anthony. I really want to get God good at it. No, I'm joking. So <laughs> but I knew that would work. <laughs> Chaos Knights have been a blast, but I'm at the point where I want to start trying to win games rather than harder roll dice and move my maximum movement forwards. You mentioned last episode that playing Knights held you back from improving at the game while you played them at first. Was was there more to that or it ends at, at first? No. Why, why did why did you talk, talk about your experiences with why Chaos Knights held you back as a player. Okay, so Chaos Knights when I was playing them are very different to Chaos Knights now. I think Chaos Knights now actually aren't a terrible way to learn the game. It's not the best, but there are like back then it was terrible because it was just three big knights and like a smattering of Chaos Soup shit. Um, that's a bad way to learn the game because like one of your big dudes like takes over the game or it does nothing and you lose. And that's a shit way to learn how to play. So now like if you're playing like the many armiger build you do tend to have fairly skewed matchups still but you can like learn a lot more about like the broader strokes shit like how your primary denial game interacts with the fact that your secondaries may or not be as good as your opponents and stuff like that but generally i think most 40k is won and lost at the upper levels by infantry play and management um you can do cute shit with vehicles but anyone taking skews like that typically doesn't you know, you hit the, the glass ceiling pretty quick. Or um, what'd you say? Or their Tau. Uh, even Tau, right? Tau have a lot of infantry, like, where they're, like, you know, doing the stuff. Um, so, like, I think that I would aim towards something in that vault. Like, just something that's going to let you use the breachable keyword. Blood Angels were a great way to learn the game, because uh, they don't really have a shooting phase. Uh, Fox is going to get so mad if he ever sees this. They don't really have a shooting phase. Um, their movement's super high, and you can ignore, like, a bunch of the rules by being an infantry with fly. For similar reasons, Harlequins are good, because you can rest assured that there was probably an option there that you didn't see. So in your games, you can be like, what could I have done better with that? And there's usually a bunch of answers, and you can carry that momentum forwards through, the like, your time playing. Rather than playing something where you're like, I literally couldn't do something there. And even if you could you're probably not going to see it because it was three turns before. Like, learning the game with, like, Death Guard or Sisters sounds awful. Because, like, unless you have the, like, prescience to seek a couple turns ahead, those armies are really rough. And learning, by virtue of the same thing, you'd have to unpack your mistakes three turns backwards, and that's also really hard. So I wouldn't recommend playing something slow if I wanted to learn, if that makes sense. Yeah. The, the best armies for learning are ones that give you a lot of on-the-fly decisions that you can 
have input in, basically. Um, like how you want to approach the game turn by turn is Harlequins or Terranids is very much, or even Custodes. Like Custodes are pretty still pretty good for that, uh, which is why we recommended the last episode. Like on the yep. turn, you you make a lot of decisions, and those are decision points that you can look back at. Yeah, I think that stuff is all really good. Also, don't let elf players fool you into thinking that they're big brain masterminds. Elves are a great army to start with. That's true. Armies that participate in all three phases are great armies to start with because you learn how to use all of your phases. Yeah, except craft worlds. Craft worlds, I still don't understand. That army's game plan seems to be, and then they like have points at the end. <laughs> I don't understand craft worlds, and I only think they win mismatches, but that's just me. Brandon, that question is about the meta report, so I'm going to leave that. I'm going to talk about that in the methodology for the December version uh, because it's something I need to have a look at. Uh, Tom, is, is there any food you're actually interested in trying while in the U.S.? I'm going to be honest. I do not have an adventurous palate. Um, I'm interested in trying good versions of food. I've, uh, good versions of food I already like. That's kind of it. Uh -oh. Anthony's going to destroy me and make me try other things anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming because I did the same thing to him. So I mean, feel like I'm due vengeance. Uh, but I'm bringing yeah. Dragon Super in my can to ward him away just in case. Just. <laughs> Back, no, back, back, back! I'll just cross a can of iron brew and a can of dragon soup at you. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens. I will definitely try and do some content while I'm out there, like vlogging and stuff like that. I'm gonna look, feel super weird vlogging, but I'll try and make it work. <laughs> it is uh, one of the things that uh, Sam uh, Procopio does, and on his channel, and it is actually super fun to watch. After yeah, his it's events. really popular. Uh, yeah. It's something I've done in the past before when I was on Caledonian Death Watch Radio and stuff like that. So it's just, um, so yeah, I will. I am excited to try. I'm ex also as a big guy, I'm excited for the portion sizes. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's a different beast here, dude. It's like not even close to the same thing. Yeah, uh, I get like I think a rough math. I get like eleven meals in the states, uh, and I could probably cram in like an extra one while we're in New York. You're gonna um, get way more than that here. It's not even gonna be a like eleven is short selling it. What meals? Yeah, and Anthony's gonna shove as many meals in as possible, and all of them will just be New York style. Pizza. Really glad you said one of them. Um, yeah, yeah, I was waiting for the lag to come. I heard the me and then lag, and I was like, "Hold on, uh, it was sus for a second. In like, a, so does that mean we're gonna how, get? I want to see just how terrible American chocolate is. That is actually one thing I have to stand for. It's pretty bad. It's just, it's just not that good, and it, but it's not like so bad that it like is upsetting and ruins your day. Like, it's just better in Europe. It's fine, you know? It's upsetting if you want a good chocolate. I'll, I'll live. You can find I'll, good I'll chocolate in the United States. It's like such most a waste things, of calories. you can just find it. Like, you just don't eat Hershey's. Like, just don't eat milk yeah. chocolate. That's also, one thing. I am going to be limiting my snacking <laughs> when I'm out there and focusing on meals is the yeah. goal. <laughs> As a side note, like, we're going to Why New York really? City one of the days, and New York City has, like, New York City's has wares if you have coin. Like, there's not a thing you can want and not have in New York City for given amounts Truth. of money. Except good players. Um, yeah, no, it's got those, Ooh. too. Brutal. Oh, no, Innes, are we going to see bonus content then of your travelogs? Just that is, that is the plan. Pop yeah, up on the be, YouTube page. It'll be going up, on the, it'll be going up <laughs> behind the scenes. I'm gonna love um, it. Great. Would you remove Abaddon? I'm gonna move on quickly. Would you remove Abaddon and/or Flamers from the game if it resulted in the rest of Chaos getting meaningful buffs? No. Like I really like that Abaddon is good. Uh, I would want him to get point changed if anything, but 
like I think it's a pro oh, man, I'm in such a weird spot with Abaddon because like he's very good. I don't think he's too good, and I think he gets like overused. I think people just ram Abaddon into stuff and expect it to be like a solve all, and then it's not good, and then they change other parts of their list because they're like, oh, it can't be Abaddon that's bad about this. And it drives me nuts to watch this happen. Um, so yeah, that's my stance on that. I think I would gladly, if I was, like, one of the reasons I ended up not having any interest in Flamers, which, I mean, in Demons in general, that was funny, uh, in Demons was because of, like, the army is just, like, Flamers in a trench coat. Like, everything else is pretty much, like, overcosted, not particularly interesting, it just demons rough. actually Loki have been doing pretty well. Like it's a lot of flamers and stuff, but all yeah. of the and stuff is kind of showing up. Uh yeah, like it's... there was Nathan Nathan Roberts' list from the weekend that was um like triple burning chariots. Uh we, we saw flamers. the Yeah, I know, but it's still like if you nerf flamers but didn't nerf burning chariots, I don't think anybody would be too upset. Uh Hopefully. we saw the triple the what was it, triple soul grinder quad lord uh, and clean one list pick up an event win. Um, there was like uh, Hadar's like all demonettes list. Um, like there's definitely ver versions of demons that are doing well that are running flamers, but are also running the other units. And I think with some minimal points changes to the rest of the stuff, with the, like I think flamers could go up a bit and leave them usable in greater demons while not being great in suit. I think they just they shouldn't be good in suit. Is basically. I think it would be okay to sacrifice the chaos demons win rate by nerfing flamers to get all the other stuff that's way out of whack because flamers can ally in kind of into line. I'll tell you what I would do. I would just make it so that the demonic allies has to be a patrol. Ooh. That, oh, yeah, no, that would be good there. because that would limit you to two work. units of flamers. And one unit and of troops being required for your power level. Yeah. Make it like traveling players where it has to be a patrol. Yeah. Maybe That's don't a, make it like traveling players. Be careful. We'll give traveling, uh, give traveling, traveling players twenty five percent power points limit as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. I was like, I've done some fucked up shit with traveling should, players. Maybe what do you mean? Cool. Your eighteen hundred points of Harlequins list. Yeah, it was fifteen hundred points of Harlequins. And I think you still uh, increase really. Flamers points by like five points per model or something like that. Yeah. Like you'd have it requires like two changes to like not hurt demons excessively while also making so the soup doesn't fuck everything up. All right, guys. Next yeah, question. Move on. Next relevant question. Where do babies come from? Um don't know. I don't think any of us know, right? <laughs> nope. I mean I do because I did reproductive Cliff, science. Cliff's not here. Like Cliff's the only one of us that's work. an adult, so <laughs> We're just going to move on. I don't have yeah, time for this today. Uh, how do fragile armies like elves deal with the possible coming uptick in guard indirect? They die. They don't. They just die. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but mortars, like transports? And, mortars and creed basically invalidate your army. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah more transports. You can try that. That'll feel good mm -hmm. for like five seconds. Oh, did you guys see the ruling question about whether you can just triple stack Creed's order on something to yeah. give it a plus You sure can right now. <laughs> yep. Except GW will definitely FAQ that, just like they eventually FAQ'd the manipulist stacking. But until, yeah, but then, until then, enjoy your strength six hotshot las guns. Or your strength eight mortars. Could she strength order Rust's plasma? No. No. No, only yeah, only, oh, only the only the Lord Solar can order all the other shit, except for himself. He can't. 
Can he not order himself? He no, you have, have a, you have to have a warlord trait to order yourself. That's why uh, you have to run Gaunt with his warlord trait. He can order he characters. Can't why can't he, can't he order, order, can't he can order himself? It's a core rule. Well, it's not just it's not just that. It's also that the keywords for him prevent him from being able to order himself because he's uh, cavalry. Okay. Ah, that's what it is. He can order infantry <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah, like tank tank commanders can't can't order themselves without taking the warlord trait that lets you give an order to your own unit. Can we just yeah. put this book in the ocean? Yeah, I would like to. Um, nice. I fucking love this book. I won't lie. <laughs> How do lists without much raw power, like Nick's weird craft world elder list of the weekend, deal with powerful armies just pushing into them? They play people that are worse than them. And you go around, you play the board edges, you play the mission, you hope for the best, you find like yourself off a little bit in the corner. Yeah. Uh, you, you start giving Nick drinks. No. No. Don't do that. <laughs> like my, my first advice on that would be be Nick Danavati, one of the best players in the history of 40k. Uh, and then think you're smarter than you are at the moment. For everyone. And then you else, can play basically. any less like that. Uh, yeah. how badly did he lose to Jaime? He got he beat Jaime. He beat the oh, brakes off Jaime. No, was it, yeah. Who was it? Was it was it John, John beat just him like, up? Yeah, John like, put him in the ground. Yeah. yeah. Um so they don't is the real answer. They don't at top level play. You play on like the three and two bracket, do whatever you want, man. You'll be fine. Um, how do you think things will change the meta before LVO if there's no data slate before then? There won't be a data slate before LVO. No, there isn't. GW has said that the data slate will follow the full guard codex release, which is going to happen. Maybe it'll actually happen the week before LVO, which will be hilarious because that's past the rules lock for LVO. So we will be playing with outdated rules as usual. Classic. Um, We'll probably see more consolidation on what a good Votan list like. We'll see some meta response for lists that deal well with Thousands of the Flamers and lists building into stuff that deals with them more because, you know, there is stuff that kills Terminators in the game. We'll probably see some limited effect of what the guard is. And then we'll mm -hmm. have to just, like, rewrite our brains for less terrain as we go back to playing on frontline skateboards. True. Um, no, it should be interesting. Uh, it's actually, to a degree, it's kind of nice to have LVO as the consolidation of what is basically the last nine months of competitive play, and the stuff hasn't really changed since, well, like July? Six months? Seven months? I really don't feel that way, but... Like, I armies and like armies and codexes have changed, but, like, the core game is the same. Like, we haven't had a mission change in fucking two years, but... <laughs> I don't really feel that way. Depends, I get it. It depends on how you envision mission changes because secondary yeah. objectives changed, right? Yeah. Or starting CP and all that. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I get then There have been some pretty significant changes in the last six months of 40K. But it does feel like the end of the season, like the last the last <laughs> hurrah of the season, yeah. rather than like the brand new. Sure. Like it's the end of the year. It's the end of the IT season. It feels Dude, like it should be stale. I vastly prefer that. I hate, hate, when we have like some giant fucking event and they're like, figure it out in a week, bitch. I fucking hate that. But you love WTC. Uh, I was gonna say WTC. Well, that was only like that. For, that was more like that for people without NDAs. Ooh. Keep it moving. <laughs> <sighs> what is in Semitic for Mythicals and how much of that decision was influenced by terrain? Probably Ned's not much but enough that i'm like okay with it i've not played on gw terrain yet outside of like one terrible practice game a year and a half ago so i'm just pretending it's not real and just trusting anthony blindly 
I just I try and tell you things, then you're like, fuck you, Anthony, I'm not doing that. I don't know what to do, man. Did you tell me to play GSC? Like, you want me to hurt myself? I still think that's a good idea, but... It's probably fine on GW Drain. Like, why? I'm, why would look, it be bad? I think, first and foremost, before anything, in almost all contexts, you should play Nids. Most of the time. And then, as a close second to that, if you're gonna Snowflake, then you should play GSC. And then past that, I think you're fucking trolling. But, you know... Yeah. Do what yeah, you dude, want. I, I drew I drew my own graph. I know where all my other armies are on that line at the moment. It was going to be Ned's GSE or Votan, but Yeah. You should bring Votan then. Just have fun. I'm not bringing Votan. Just roll into the event. Gonna... Yeah, I don't think Votan's I'm going to, I'm going to play. I don't... No reps Votan is not like like that army is not hard to play, but it's also easy to fuck up and be like, I mismanaged my one resource. Well, also, he's there and he's played at a there, he's played it a bunch, and he'll beat the brakes off me, and I'm not okay with that. So yeah, Ennis is not okay with with matching into me and losing the mirror. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a rough day. Yeah, man. Could imagine if I played Kiri like round two and game two of Votan. Kiri's like, yeah, man. So I played like 400 hours of this army. Uh, I helped design the mail list. What's your plan? And I'm like, Good core up, buster. <laughs> You're trying to use like core buster with your troop squads. They're like, yeah, so every four up to hit some mortal wound, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, man, I reckon I could just gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss Jeremy into submission. <laughs> yeah, if you play GSC, you probably could. Yeah. That's could... about the only army you'd get away with for me, because that's the only army that I've played one game against this year. God, do I need to bring my GSC with me as well, just so we can play a game with them? <laughs> I'm just saying, you would do really well with them. Yeah, I do, I do really five and one with them. <laughs> Some really gentle coaxing from Anthony in the corner, just really gently trying to coax in his towards good decisions. He, I do my best. This is Anthony is, is, I don't respect Anthony as a player enough to listen to his advice on this. That's fair. <laughs> Anthony just wants to watch 30 possessed evaporate in one turn. It just over and over, just forever. Just all my boys die in that list. That's what happens. Yeah, but this like 17 combat characters will connect, right? All right. Sometimes. Next, last question. Uh, I, got eight, more, I got eight more minutes. <laughs> if, uh, if, if based off our last question, it may take. No, 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 no. What's the one thing you want to see most between now and ten? I would, I would like, like more codexes to be organized, codex. like the garden um, is. <laughs> You need codex. You just yeah, say you monster. Yeah, terrible I need Crusher back. <laughs> I would love them to do Necrons 2.0. I would love to see them actually. Yeah, Marine, Marine supplements redone uh, and the core. And honestly, the core book redone. That book is awful. Give me a brief window right before they release tenth, where they remove the data slate and reallow all the supplementary content, including Crusher. <laughs> you, you want one week with Crusher, <laughs> pre-nerf Thick City with Dark Necromancer, mix up factions. One week, one week. Once you probably put with full luck dice and original point cost Void Weavers. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even know what I would play. It'd have to be Harlequins. True Volta. I won't. It would be Harlequins. I won't lie I, that the no, only man, it time... Would be, it would be Crusher three times than the song. I would definitely would just play Godfucker, yeah, would, for sure. <laughs> God. like, I feel like nothing just... Like, you just put 15 Tire Guard and three Hive Tires on the board and say, <laughs> I got I got three CP, man. They're all for breaking through. <laughs> I will say the only time people feel bad for me when I play Harlequins is when I... 
roll the fucking luck dice mechanic and never get any luck dice for a whole game. That's literally the only time that people feel sympathy for that army is when you just can't. No, I feel overwhelmed joy the entire time as I'm watching an article. I mean, I know you do, it is, but normal people with a level of empathy above that. that. It's so frustrating. Um, That mechanic should go back to being like that. It's so shit now. Why are you going to take Ennis to the Rockefeller X-History and kiss under the mistletoe? Uh, Only if Cliff's there. Cliff and you can. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I uh, just didn't view three people kissing now because it's you. I can't reach. If they kiss, I'm going to have to get like a step stool. I mean, yeah, we'll find you one. I'll make sure it's mailed. <laughs> Who are the I'll biggest winners and losers of guard entering the meta? Uh, Chris guard. or some of someone guard. <laughs> guard players and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think have been the best missions in Nephilim? Assume you're playing one of them on boards with the proper amount of terrain. Scouring. Scouring, um, recover the relics, dance by salvage, and tidy conviction. Oh, and you terrible <laughs> monster. I was, oh, I was so on board until he said recover the relics. I was oh. I was a terror I was a terrible person for the event, and I did the one where you can't pregame move for the RTT. My, my favorite mission is people were bringing like salvage. Warhound Titans and shit to this event. So I was like, I'm gonna meme too and meme the mission choices. Yeah. Dance by salvage is my number one. Uh, secure missing artifacts is my number two. I like moving objectives. One of the first RTTs I won in the beginning of ninth was scouring three times in a row. That's three powerful. times in a row. Did they like roll for it? No, they were scouring? just like, fuck you. <laughs> now, was this old scouring? Can or we change? Yeah, yeah, old scouring. This is the beginning of ninth. <laughs> the one with like the little box, small deployment right? zone, hold two, hold, hold two, three, hold three. scouring. Yeah, I, I think it's funny because the scouring now is probably also my favorite mission in the Nephilim pack. It's one of the but, most balanced ones. Yeah, That's but the right. thing is, is people hated the old scouring so much that they still hate the new scouring and will never give it the time of day. Right. Some of my locals and I are busy planning to see if we could potentially go to WC for the first time next year. As far as you know, no one from his country has ever been. Other than accepting they're going to get hammer fucked. Do you have any thoughts or things to keep in mind about going as a new team with zero teams experience? Uh, Dude, it's going to be so much fun. Just go and do it. Yeah, yeah, just do 100%. it. Also, if you get hammer fucked on your jersey in some way, shape, or form, like even as just your personal nickname, come find me at the WDC. I will invent a gift to give you. <laughs> you know, sharp swaps are the usual, right? Um, I want that. <laughs> um, yeah, man, like the Latvians came out this year. Like, the main thing I would suggest do all the social stuff, like go out on the nights out and uh, go, go just every night. Just go and network and meet people. It's the best thing to do. It's the most fun part of the event uh, that is not like specifically playing with your team. Um, yeah, you get to watch people jump in canals and slap each other and have fights and drink entire bottles of wine with one in each hand. Um, you can watch me and Ennis street wrestle. <laughs> not like, never again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> learned my lesson. It's okay. Anthony's ground game is too strong. <laughs> Anthony's just in general too strong. It's because he's closer to the ground. I never hit the ground because my weight, my center of gravity is the floor. (laughs) And I'm (laughs) very dense. What's your advice to mid-table denizens with the big names move away from your faction? How do you enlist strategies, etc.? Find other people playing your faction and work on work through anyway. Five average players will have more knowledge share than one or two top players and everybody else. Yeah. Like you'll find the things that work for you guys. It's much more valuable. Um would you rather sit on a cake and eat dick, sit on a dick and eat cake, or sit on a dick and eat dick? Two. What the fuck? That's typhus. God damn it, typhus. 
Yeah. Oh god. I was like, what the fuck is this question? Yeah, if you want to interact with people, join our Discord because sometimes Typhus will show up just raging yeah. drunk in our Discord. I'm going to be honest, Typhus. I'm not answering that. Uh and then sorry, I just refuse, just on principle. It's so um weird. He only he also only asked me and you, Anthony. So they don't even have to, to refuse yeah. to answer. Yeah, it's two. So, it's two every time. It is, it is probably two, but I yeah. don't like that. Uh... Oh, fuck's sake! There was like one good question in chat as well. Yeah, you got to scroll back up for it. Yeah, there was one about Tau actually, which was a good question. What, what makes Tau hard to play for newer players? Um, you have to make sure you're positioning really well in terms of like being able to have places to stage from and to, and also a bunch of the defensive stuff relies on positioning from multiple units, like keeping drones in the right place. Uh, and they have a bunch of lookout search dragons of the characters that you can really lean into if you want to get a lot out of them. Uh, and you have redeploys, which just inherently place a lot of decision pressure on you as a player, which just means that it just kind of combines to, yes, you can just burn, shoot people to death, but there's a lot of interaction with that game plan, especially on better terrain. Makes sense. I just played a game of Tau recently. Yeah, man, I definitely it, knew what I was happening. Uh, what I was happening. The, in his rank, the countries in the UK, apparently. Scotland... Wales, Northern Ireland, Isle of Man, Guernsey, the Douglas Islands, um, Gibraltar, <laughs> uh, all of the overseas territories like the Falklands and all, uh, and then like America, Ireland, <laughs> um, Australia, New Zealand, France, Qatar, uh, Saudi Arabia, Kosovo, um, West China, uh, Taiwan. Uh. <laughs> wow! I heard that Canada wasn't in there. <laughs> Didn't even make the shit list, dude. No, we made. I love how the United States was after a list that ended with all of, like the current protectorates. <laughs> that was great. Uh, uh, yeah, that's my exhaustive okay. list of every country that I consider relevant in the United Kingdom. Uh, all right, play. rapid fire. What is the most egregious stratagem in the game, as it needs to be either removed or heavily nerfed? Anthony. Overrun. Fire and fade. Nathan. Overrun. Innis. I just said overrun. You uh, Come back to me. You have two years. Strike and fade for Tau. It's also fair. Basically, if you get to hit something with a gun or your hand and then move again, then that's away. bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme, a theme there, and all yes. the suggestions. Uh, old encircled the prey is actually the answer, but yeah. well, that's gone. That got hit already. <laughs> God, that was so ridiculous. <laughs> I blocked that from my memory. That you used to be able oh, to was, do that. That was so good, though. It was so funny to watch the look on your opponent's face when you encircled like a whole ass high tyrant out of there. I played release dark techno Drakari with a smile on my face, and every time I used encircle, I was like. <laughs> so and you I never used it. Did you ever use it twice at the end of the turn? Because it technically could be. Yeah, you no, I never did that because I'm not scum. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh you did. I wonder. I wonder what um, popular online content creator from TTS did that. Both harpies uh, gone. Yeah. What about what about it's hard and it's clipping through a wall going? Um, don't don't, don't uh, go there. Don't, that just makes me okay. angry. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how fucked are Admech in January for LVO losing Skitari veteran or Mechanicus Defense Cohort and Metallic something, and also Inquisition. I got this. They are as fucked as they deserve to be. Next question. They're not worse than now, 
<laughs> so Siegler should bring them to prove to us that they're actually not that bad. Yeah, yeah. If well, Siegler, Siegler was actually going to, if Siegler was so actually going to 4K, he'd play Mechanicus at LVO. Yeah. If Siegler was good at 40k, he would have won with Crimson Fist. He did win. Uh, best faction secondary in. Yeah. Best faction secondary in Nephilim. Jeremy. Get the good bits. That's a good one. Anthony. The Alpha Legion one that prevents you from holding a objective after they do an action on it on a four up. <laughs> Nathan? I was going to say one of the sisters ones. Or actually, one of the Necron ones. Their enhanced version of Herd the Prey is pretty good. Yeah, that shit's nuts. <laughs> so is Ancient Machineries. Ancient Machinery is also real good. I have Treasures of the Aeons. Um, mm-hmm. All the Necron All of the Necron secondaries, A+. Plus what about Code of Combat? <laughs> I was going to say, you know what type of horrible shit I would do to have Code of Combat and CSM? <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think of the GW Finals format? I think it's a really cool way to do an Invitational that doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah. I hated the way that got handled. Uh, well, the double elimination or No, not that. Just instead of it being like this really cool like chance to see like what's at the oh, top. Oh, right, yeah. The, the, people, the, the fact that people brought stupid lists to it is... But the format itself is cool. Um, the format itself is fine. Like, I don't have any issue with that. I was just saying in general, I hate the way that that ended up going. I wish that there was some form of like bigger prize or something to encourage people to like try it had like real serious pro bowl vibes and that's not a compliment it had it had real it had really big four of us are here trying and four of us are here memeing even the like i don't know yeah i didn't i did not have a like a i didn't watch basically any of it because there was just no reason to care instead of it being like this amazing like pinnacle event it was a shame that the the narrative was like you must provide a list that's at least as well painted as what you want, and then ended, everybody ended up bringing like super cop list to that. I actually think that event ended up being more competitive than the main event, like between Probably. like Donio and a few other people there, just being like try bringing serious lists. Yeah, um, yeah, there was no you must bring a list at least as good as the event you won the one of the other the other tournament with. Was, because yeah. how do you police that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. I I would I like invitationals as a concept and i think they're a great way to do like professional 4k where there's a lot of um like celebrities of that involved or content creators whatever you want to call it um where people care a bunch um but having them actually put their a game forward is a lot more interesting than having them put me most each other yeah yeah i don't like the memeing that goes on like that i don't like i would at least prefer that they all just brought their best competitive it's list just kind of it, it feels kind of disrespectful like yeah. you won you won a free all specific trip to go and do a gw event and you decided to not take it seriously even a little bit well especially like, i'm imagining gw didn't the, love it especially when i actually the think they did. the judges they brought in yeah the judges were really cool i'm really glad they bought over a bunch of judges i disagree with that i think that they probably loved it because they were like, look, this is our best players playing lists they like. You don't have to play the crazy shit to participate in whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But they played that crazy shit to get there. That's not what they said, right? That probably wasn't long part time, of the narrative. Long time Crimson Fist player. Yeah, I mean, exactly. An interesting take on that would have been you play the list that qualified you. Sure, but some of those weren't legal anymore, right? Yeah, man. No, no, no. You sure, get to play got, it as it is. You've got to, you get to play release Harlequins, Mr. Adepticon. <laughs> yeah, Zach just shows up with nine voids. 
<laughs> Fucking love that. Actually, that Pretty list is not as good on GW Terrain for what it's worth. So who cares, man? <laughs> it's still really good. Sure. I don't know. Six was always better. What would Seeker have been playing? What did Seeker qualify from? LVO? LVO. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that would have <laughs> bad. I mean, he still would have gone 0-2. True. <laughs> All right, boys. I think that is going to do it for us. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. As always, if you enjoyed the show, please do all the things I mentioned earlier. Leave a like, a comment, uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And if you are not a Patreon, if you're not supporting us on Patreon and you would like to do so, you can check that out at patreon.com slash where you can get a whole bunch more of us, which I think is really cool because clearly you're enjoying us enough to still be here. I don't know why you're listening to us if you're not enjoying us. If you're like eight listening, keep doing that. I suppose it's better for numbers. Um, like, I don't know, it's, it's the same extra viewer for us either way. Um, but hopefully you're not doing that. I would prefer if you weren't doing that. Um Oh, and uh, merch coming soon. I think we're at the point where we can say that. Yes. We should have dice and objectives going up sooner than later. Yeah, so dice have been manufactured and are being shipped right now. So we should have them in time for LVO. And objective markers, we had a little poll on the Patreon Discord. We've decided on a design. throw up in the show notes maybe um but uh we will have objective markers hopefully around the same timeline then we'll have other merch in in the pipeline essentially like jerseys there are already fan shirts so we really need to start getting on our own shirts it's true anthony is done Uh, thank you everybody very much for listening we'll catch you next week bye